Hello, this is TJ Willis, and thank you for clicking on my podcast. Uh, my last episode was what I'm going to call a summary of a series that I wanted to do. Um, I didn't really like the way that I was going on different, different, different subjects on my last episode, but it all wrapped up into who God says you are and who you are to God. So I wanted to make a series. So today we're going to talk about judging others. Let me begin with telling you a story. There was this lady and she was caught doing something pretty bad. She was caught committing adultery. One of the Ten Commandments tells us thou should not commit adultery, which means cheating on her husband. And all the people where she lived found out about it and wanted to punish her. Like, severe punishment. Like, they wanted to stone her to death. Then there was Jesus, who told them if they never did anything wrong in their life, they could be the first one to cast a stone. And everyone kind of just, you know, backed away, dropped their stones, and walked away. Because he had a good point. Jesus said, even if you are religious, you have sinned. But it's not about what Jesus told the religious people. It's what he told the lady. He told her, go and sin no more. Well, why do we find that so hard to do? If you have your Bibles, no. You should have your Bibles. Turn to John chapter 8, verses 3 through 11. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. And the law of Moses commands us to stone such a woman. Now what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write in the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and he said to them, Let the person without sin cast the first stone. And he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this those who heard those who heard began to go away one at a time the older ones first until only jesus was left with the woman still standing there jesus straightened up and asked her woman where are they has no one condemned you and she said no one then neither do i condemn you jesus declared go now and leave your life of sin I want to talk about something that I know we all struggle with, judging others. And that's what brings us to our lesson. Uh, So, speaking about judging others, it's so hard for us to not see everyone else's mistakes before our own. And we mess up all the time. 
And we're always hard on ourselves when we mess up. But we shouldn't be, because Jesus wasn't hard on that lady. Um, so my first point, we condemn ourselves. Jesus told the lady to go now and leave your life of sin. Now many people here, many people listening, have done that. And they've done something wrong in their Everyone's done something wrong. No one's perfect. The question is, do we still beat ourselves up over that? Is it because we don't think we deserve to be forgiven? Is it because we don't trust that God has has the power to forgive us? Or is it because we don't trust that God has the capability of forgiving us? I think I just asked the same question over again. <laughs> You beat yourself up. We. I beat myself up. Because I get mad and cursed some dude out. I get mad because of that. And you know. Or. You beat yourself up because. You were a little kid and you stole something from the store. And your mom caught you. (laughs) And John. Jesus tells us. The lady to go. Tells the lady to go and act. Go and act. He told her to move and sin no more. We don't have to earn forgiveness. We condemn ourselves. This is my second point, I'm sorry. We condemn ourselves because we think we have to earn God's forgiveness and love. At least that's what I think. I think I have to be good enough. I have to go through the motions to be a Christian. Read a chapter of the Bible every day. Pray an hour a day. Go to church. Read all the books. We then give up on God because we try so hard to earn his love. When we fail, we start to beat ourselves open beat ourselves up all over again and it's just a cycle turn to ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 through 9 for it is by grace you have been saved through faith and this not from yourselves it is the gift of god not by works so that no one can boast Okay, let's break this down. Okay, hold on. It is by grace. Underline that if you want. Um, Question is, what is grace? I want you to think about that for a second. It's never failing love and mercy that God shows to us. It's being, it's, it's a break that is given to you by God. Like, you, you did something bad in your house and your parents decide to let you off easy on that punishment. Well then, well that's grace. It is by grace and then 
It is through faith. Well, let me think of an example. Um, when you sat on a chair today, if you did, I'm assuming you have, you didn't think twice or doubt it if it was strong enough to hold you. That's faith. Placing your trust in something. The gift of God. It was the gift of God that you are that you are saved. Well, the question is, what kind of gifts does he give? He gives love, he gives mercy, his grace, his son, his provision, his comfort, his in innovation. The list goes on and on and on. Here's my last point from this verse. It is not by works. Your actions did not save you. You don't have to earn God's great gift. As if you're competing in the Olympics or something. We don't have to be, quotation mark, good enough for God to love us. Or accept us. Because he already does. We think we are, my third point, we think we are beyond hope. We condemn ourselves because we think we are beyond hope. Well, at least, I mean, these are points that I've made for myself. I mess up and think that, oh, well, God still cannot, he cannot still love me f after doing that. But in Mark chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, gives us hope. Let me think. Um, let me turn. Hold on. I thought I marked this one. I'm sorry. Okay. While Jesus was having dinner in Levy's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. When the teachers of the law, who were Pharisees, saw him eating with the sinners and the tax collectors, they asked the, his disciples, Why does he eat with the tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said to them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but it is the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners. There it is! <gasps> Read it over again. He has come to save us. Save us from our sins because we need it. We're not perfect, so we need him. Jesus came for those who had no hope. Sinners, me and you. He, he loves us so much that he gave his own life. He gives us hope. My fourth point. We judge others. Here we go. This is my point. It is so easy to judge someone else. We see someone messing up and we think... Oh, wow. And our opinion, our, our, we, we are quick to give our opinion of how it should be done. We see someone smoking a cigarette or something like that. We immediate think, immediately think, oh my goodness, they're such a bad person. But you don't know that. I don't know that. Why are we quick to pass judgment on people? Well, in Matthew 7... 1 through 5. It says, 
Do not judge others, and you will not be judged. For you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of the speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own? Hypocrite! First get rid of your own log in your eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. What is all this talk about this piece of wood in your eye? Well, let's just say it's your your own sins. It's your own sins that you see in others. It's usually something that log in your eye is you. It's I don't know how to how to I've just heard this saying so many times that I've understand it. It's hard to to say it. I thought I had it written down. Sorry. But that speck in your eye is your own guilt and your own sins and so you look at that but you can't you see everyone else's sins before your own. That's what I'm trying to say. And that brings me to my next point. We are judging others because we are comparing ourselves to them. What do we really think would we judge others in something like? We are comparing ourselves to them. Our stuff, our reputation, our looks, our identity. We are trying to convince ourselves that we are better than them. We actually think we deserve more. And anytime we want to be better than anyone else, Anytime we think we deserve to be better, what you're really saying is, I am the man, or I am the woman. Truth is really, there's only one I am, and that is God. He is the only one who's worthy enough to judge. Because he is the only one who is perfect. He is the only one who can purely judge without an evil intention. Without any evil uh, intentions or hidden agendas. God doesn't love one person more than the other. He doesn't love me more than he loves you. Or he doesn't love you more than he loves me. He loves us all equally. He doesn't love me. Oh wait, I just said that. Yeah, he, well, he. I'm just going to repeat it because it's it's so true. He doesn't love me or you more than the other. So just like Jesus told the religious people, you without sin, throw the first stone. Don't judge people because they don't have what you have. Don't make the same grades you do or don't like the same things you like. But show them the love of God. By not condemning them or making fun of them, but just hanging out with them and getting to know them. I want you to turn to First Samuel 16. 
verses 7. Yeah, just verse, verse 7. And this, I'm going to sum this up. This is where Lord, the Lord said to Samuel, go find, go and anoint this king from one of the sons of Jesse. And, well, they, David was anointed king. Anyway, on verse 7, and this is going to be the verse, the main idea of this whole entire series. 16 verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Let that sink in for a second. David, a shepherd boy, became an anointed king. Think of that. And think about the parallelism it is with Jesus. Jesus is called a shepherd in some terms. And the Israelites were like were saying how they wanted to be wanted to have a king. And God eventually gave them that perfect king, which was Jesus. I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself and I'm going in different directions. Go back to verse 7 and I'm going to read that one more time. Do not look on his appearance or his height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. I would like to end my lesson here for today. And I would like to say thank you for clicking on my podcast. If if you have any questions, I don't remember my email. I will get it to you as soon as I can. (laughs) Have a wonderful day. And God bless you. God loves you. Oh, I forgot my challenge for the day. I'm sorry. So I challenge you to go up to the person that you think you judge the most. I want you to get to know them. I want you to say, hey, God loves you, so I should give you a chance. And then you can get to know them better. And then you can also minister to them. Now, thank you for listening to my podcast episode. And see you back when my next episode comes out. Bye. Jesus loves you. That was it for today. Thank you for listening. And thank you for coming here. Please come back next time. I will be posting every Tuesday and Thursday, if I possibly can. And... Please send me an email at lowercase w-i-l-l-i-s, lowercase t, 853, at gmail.com. Again, that's lowercase w-i-l-l-i-s, lowercase t, 853, at gmail.com. Send me questions, advice, and then also... I will give you advice and um, 
I'll try to answer some questions. I possibly it could be I won't. Um, but please, listen next time, and thank you for listening this time. Bye. Hello, I am Trinity Willis, and I would like to welcome you, and thank you for listening. Um, I have realized that I have no way for you guys to contact me, so I have made a Gmail account for you guys to uh, send me a letter. And that Gmail would be lowercase w-i-l-l-i-s lowercase t-853 at gmail.com. I would like for you to listen and please ask me questions, give me advice, um, and, you know, just, um, I will always answer and... It, uh, yeah, it will. So, please, shoot me a letter.